You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast with Phil and Aaron Vestal. We're really glad to have you here with us today. We are starting the next episode in our What Does the Bible Say About series, which in which we study how the Bible talks about spiritual disciplines and the ways that they impact our life. We go into not just how scripture teaches us how to do it, but also the history of the Christian tradition as well. And this week we are focusing on the spiritual discipline of fasting. I love fasting. <laughs> um, so fasting is fascinating to us because... In our current church culture, predominantly most churches are not teaching how to fast or not even teaching that you should fast. Um, But when you look through scripture, the Bible is full of examples of fasting both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In fact, when Jesus is giving his Sermon on the Mount, he doesn't say if you fast. He doesn't say you need to fast. Fasting is not one of the Ten Commandments, but Jesus says, when you fast. So there's this assumption that our Christian culture would continue to carry on this spiritual discipline as it had before the life of Christ. Yeah, it was so central. He just assumed everybody was doing it. like, And would continue to. Right, absolutely. It was something that was just a part of the faith at the time. And we see fasting being used throughout Scripture all over the place for many different reasons. Now, one thing we want to start off right away with is to say, fasting doesn't earn us anything. Fasting isn't to get God's attention, as if God's face isn't turned toward us unless we make some sort of sacrifice. Fasting isn't about like earning salvation or earning God giving us something. God's not like a vending machine, right? Where it's like you insert the right amount of money and you get out what you want. As if you fast from the right things, you'll be blessed. It's not also going to earn you more love from God. It doesn't make you more devoted than somebody else, but it does serve a great purpose. It can serve a great purpose in your spiritual faith journey. Yeah, it's another one of these space creators that Mm -hmm. really fasting, while there's many different reasons it's used in the Bible, I mean, everything from helping us to get a new perspective, it is used in repentance, it's used in times of uh, mourning, it can be helpful for prayer, and it can be helpful for making space to hear from God, it reorients our lives, and God even uses it uh, in the book of Isaiah in terms of justice. And so Mm. it's like fasting is really related to so many things throughout scripture, and I think that's because They've always recognized that just having something in your head isn't enough, right? I mean, and this is something we really try to stress here is that we're bodies. And as such, having bodily practices are important. And Mm -hmm. so fasting is when you just step back from a thing or an experience and sort of just deprive yourself of it for some time. And so commonly that's food, but it can also be drinks. Um, I mean, even today you can fast from things like social media, from different forms of entertainment, um, even from something like complaining. We did a, cut, you know, no complaining, no judgment fast type thing. So fasting is just saying, I want to, I want to step back away from something in order to gain a new perspective on that thing. And in order to create space 
by not engaging in it. So when you're fasting from food, for example, you then have space during that time where you dedicate yourself to something else. It's not like, oh, I'm just fasting from that thing and I'm going to fill it with some other form of entertainment or something, right? It's like the idea of making space again so that we can connect deeper with God and ultimately mm-hmm. even with ourselves. And I think that's the key right there is fasting is primarily about coming closer to God and doing it for God. And so I think there's a lot of stuff right now where um, you can look up fasting and there's athletes who are fasting because of the health benefits. Oh yeah, very there yeah. are there are people fasting they call it. There are people who are fasting because of the brain benefits, right? Sure. There's um there's a lot of popular cultural reasons to fast. Almost as if God created us to fast sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's, yeah, that's probably part of it. They're tapping into Um, that truth. But I think what, what they're missing when you're fasting just for a health purpose or just for, um, whatever reason you've decided to fast is if it's not fasting for God, then you're not fasting in a way that's a spiritual discipline. So you can totally fast, but do it secularly. And what we are encouraging you today is to look at how to do it in a way that will draw you closer to God. The, all those other benefits you come across about fasting are true. That is how God has made our bodies to work. (laughs) Right. It's, but that's a bonus. That's icing on the cake. And so I think for me, what I would encourage you to do is if you win, I was going to say if, but I'll use, you know, like Jesus, when you have the desire to fast and you make that commitment, make it something that you are doing to draw closer to God and have God at the forefront. Um, Zechariah, I believe it's chapter 7, verse 5. God actually warns the people. They had been fasting and he's like, were you even doing it for me? Hmm. And that, you know, he was reprimanding them. So do make sure that your heart is doing it for the right reasons. Do it unto God to draw closer to him. Right. And when we do that, one of the first things that is going to come up is a reorientation to relying on God for all things. Mm-hmm. Because see, as humans, it's so easy and tempting throughout our lives. And I mean, especially in today's culture, knowingly or unknowingly, to begin to rely on things in an unhealthy way. Right. So there's a lot of things that are good in this world, but when we come to believe that they can truly fulfill us, that we need them in order to survive, that's when rather than us controlling them, they begin to control us. And mm-hmm. one of the beauties of Jesus coming life, death, and resurrection is freedom. Freedom to be who God made us to be in Christ, not to be controlled by anything. Mm-hmm. And so when we fast from something, I mean, it reminds me of like Jesus in the desert, right? He goes and fasts for 40 days and uh, the, they're in the different gospel stories. And so uh, I believe in Matthew chapter four is where Jesus is tempted by Satan at toward the end of this fast with, hey, turn the bread, turn the stones to bread. And Jesus says, man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every what word um, that comes from the mouth of God, right? And so what Jesus is saying is, by fasting from bread, it, it has helped him to gain the perspective of, do I need to eat? Yes, food is good. Bread is created by God, right? Jesus uses bread as a, uh, to represent his body in, in the Eucharist, right? In communion, in the Lord's Supper. But... If that's what we truly believe is going to fulfill us, like if I could just eat that piece of bread, then I'll be okay. Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. What I truly live on, the true desire of my mind, body, heart, soul, spirit is connection with God. And so when we can step back from something, it's sort of like it allows us to, when we re-engage it again, to do it with a more healthy perspective. And so this is why we can fast even from things like social media, right? Or Mm. you name it, you can fast from it. And Mm. it's important to do that because it's in that space where we realize, do we really have control or have we allowed this thing to start to control us? Have we put our hopes and dreams and desires on this thing or this entertainment Mm -hmm. or this experience or for any reason? And when we fast... We just get to see it in that new light and we get to truly, not just in our minds, but again, with our very body, with our very being say, God, I feel like I need that thing, but I'm going to rely on you. I'm going to trust you. And we get to see God providing Mm -hmm. for us in that space. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of the first, like one of the major reasons we fast is just to get a new perspective on life, a new orientation back toward God. Back toward God. Yeah. And I think that's, again, that's where I'm going to keep taking this in our conversation is everything we say about fasting. It's just like the other spiritual disciplines. It is to draw us closer to God and to bring us back. So one of the things that, um, and Phil, maybe you can help us understand the biblical basis for where this comes from but one of the ideas of fasting is that when you remove something like food then that time that you would have spent fasting or sorry pardon me that time you would have spent eating is now a time that you would spend worshiping God or focusing in on God which is something you alluded to earlier you're removing something and instead of just filling your time or space with a different thing um you're you're filling it in with god prayer scripture drawing close to him yeah again and that's why all the all the spiritual disciplines require intentionality mm-hmm. right that what we're doing is creating intentional space in order to draw closer to god in order to gain a more wise godly perspective on something and so when we fast whatever it's from there is that idea of well let me take that time that energy those resources to dedicate specifically now to hear from God, to pray, to read scripture, to worship, to engage in other spiritual disciplines, right? I mean, this is an opportunity then to do something like Lectio Divina or to uh, pray or to meditate or other spiritual disciplines we're going to talk about, such as service. Um, Yeah, it just creates that space where we can really kind of turn toward God again and do it in a way where we're now saying, God, we rely on you truly. It's not the bread alone. It's not nothing in this world can truly fulfill my desire because we're created with our ultimate desire to be for the mm-hmm. Father. And all these other like false gods try to take over those thrones, right? And again, it's not that social media is bad. Eating obviously isn't bad. But when it becomes a crutch or an addiction or something that we put all of our hope and desire in that we can't go an hour. I mean, you know you're addicted to something when you can't go a couple days without it, Mm. (laughs) right? I mean, barring water and breathing, right? It's like we need to be able to step away from those things. But what's awesome is it goes even beyond that, right? So it's that perspective creator is kind of one level, but fasting throughout the Bible has many different levels to it. Mm. I mean, in one sense, um, Psalm 35, for example, verse 13 says, um, yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. So here, fasting isn't just about getting a new perspective. It's actually about humility. 
Mm-hmm. It's about saying, I can't provide everything for myself. I'm not in control. I mean, how frequently as humans do we do we need to realize that we're not in control? Right? I think in our modern society, especially if you need food, you go to the store. If you need clothes, you go to the store. Nowadays, you just hop on your computer and you hit purchase right. and your credit card buys it. And we feel oftentimes like we've got it together. And one thing I would say, too, is... Um, that my experience has taught me that I don't always necessarily know the control something has over me until it's cut out. Um, So we've done fast, Lent is a popular time for people to fast from something. Um, And sometimes there have been suggested fasts and you think, okay, that's no biggie, until you start to try and live (laughs) it and you go, wow, I didn't realize how often I was doing this or thinking about doing this or, you know, there's just, there's so much from it. And uh, one question I have for you is since fasting is not a commandment, it's not something that you go to the Ten Commandments and you can see like, do not, you know, (laughs) eat for whatever, whatever. How do we know how to do it and how often to do it? What would be your advice for us <laughs> that's a loaded question that's really big it is and i and i think i'm gonna say uh i'm gonna plead the fifth amendment is the fifth amendment no comment no um <laughs> sorry i threw that our one Mala- at you our malawi friends are like what's the fifth amendment <laughs> you know but um no I, I think i don't think there is any strict law on it i think one of the uh a really amazing way to do fasting is fasting in community and so at Rua Space, we're going to be doing fasts together as as a community to say, hey, you know, we're going to, as a group, fast from this. And then there's almost a sense of the decision being made for you because we say, hey, I'm going to, with these other people, decide for this long. Like we've done it at church for Lent before, where as a body, we said, hey, this week we're going to fast from social media, this week from this food, this week from coffee, this week from, you know, whatever that might be. Um, and But I think the other route is... Uh, to just kind of have some self-reflection, I think, to say, have I ever fasted at all? And if not, then the answer is you probably should just start with something, right? Mm -hmm. And not to push it too far. I mean, people do like 40-day fasts and that could be amazing, but I would say you definitely need to see a doctor if before you do it, during, after, all of that. But to start with even something like a hey, I'm just going to fast from lunch today. So you eat breakfast and dinner. or then, And then however, you know, maybe you do that for a couple days in a row. Or you say, hey, I'm going to fast from for dinner, which is actually, a, it's only one meal, but it's a longer time because you're not eating from lunch till breakfast the next day. Mm-hmm. And then you say, all right, I'm going to do a day. And then sometime down the road, I'm going to do three days. I mean, I think setting out with intentionality to, to say, here's what I'm going to commit to, here's what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and then having a plan ahead to say, here's how I'm going to fill that space with something else. And then just take some other things in your life that are a constant presence, I think. So that's, again, that self-reflective piece to say, what do you spend a lot of time doing? So do you spend a lot of time watching TV? Do you spend a lot of time on social media? Do you spend a lot of time doing what? whatever it might be. Then those might be things Those might be things to fast from. And again, in no way are you saying those things are evil or bad. It's to say, I spend a lot of time from this and I'm so close to it. 
I need to create space to just look at it again. And this is one of the area where, again, as people, we can say, I'm so busy, right? I don't have time for spiritual disciplines. Well, fasting is an opportunity to say, maybe you really do have time if you cut X, Y, or Z out potentially. Now, again, there's phases in life that are really hard, but fasting is an opportunity to literally look at your life and say, hey, I'm going to fast from different things, not because they're bad, but to reorient and to kind of make that space. So if somebody's listening to this and their heart is, they're feeling that draw in their heart that this this is something that intrigues them, they perhaps have never done a fast before, but they're they're curious to do it. Uh, do you have any biblical role models for us? I, since the Bible doesn't really lay out here's how to fast, it's just something that's been done culturally throughout all of Scripture. Are there some examples in biblical people we can look at to say, here's how you do it? I mean, I can think of examples where they talk about sackcloth. Um I wouldn't even know how to find myself a sackcloth. Yeah, well, in the case of uh, also, Jonah, you might get fired if it, you show up to work in a sackcloth. Well, in the book of Jonah, it's pretty funny because the king makes even the animals put on the sackcloth and fast, you know, yeah. because they're repenting. Um, yeah, I mean, if you look at the book of Daniel, he fasts because of um, the situation that they were in. Jesus obviously does a fast. Um, so people actually do something called the Daniel fast, where they fast from certain types of food and only eat certain types, only drink certain things. Um, but is that uh, a long fast or a short? Uh, you can do it for different lengths of time. I okay. think it's a little bit of a longer time. I think people often do it for like for weeks. Um, so that's a bit of a little bit of a longer fast. But honestly, I would just start with short things. Say I'm going to do a day. Or I'm going to do three days and just kind of reflect on... Three days sounds like a long time. It is. I mean, especially if you <laughs> haven't starting. done a food one before, for sure. But um, I think a, a day is good to start. And then I would say to do a week. I mean, that's what we've done often as a church is say, hey, we're going to go without social media for a week. We're going to go without a certain type of food. Like maybe you cut out meat or maybe you cut out carbs or maybe you cut out anything but water. And one of the cool things about something like that, like what we did is we said we cut out anything but water. And drinks, the money, any drinks, any drinks other water. than water. And then what, whatever money we would have spent on the coffee, whatever, we're going to donate to a water project that builds wells um, mm. in some part of the world. But fasting goes even beyond that, though, because sometimes people fasted in the Bible not just to cut something out to reflect on that thing. But we also see fasting coming in during times of repentance and times of mourning. Mm. And I think those are two very important points to understand because... Again, what they're tapping into is the fact that we are physical beings. So, for example, what I mentioned a few minutes ago with the king of Nineveh, when Jonah came and said, repent, you know, God is going to destroy the city. And the people repent. And he says, we're declaring a fast. They put on sackcloth. It's almost as if they're saying, we are so sor sorrowful over the violence that we've committed. What we've done is so wrong that we need to actually fast from eating in order to fully enter into the depth of our lament. Because mm. I think, again, as people who are often in their minds, we want to think, well, I can just lament in my mind. Mm. And I think, again, that's to somewhat disconnect the body. And again, them fasting isn't saying, God, look how sorry we are. Like, you'll forgive us now because we're fasting. Right. It's again, not the that. Fasting doesn't no, convince God but, or manipulate. You're not 
but you're it's a purely expressive right it's a full expression of it because again to say i'm going to fast because i truly need to reflect on what i did I mean repenting means right. turning completely and so they're saying i'm going to fast in repentance in order to make the space to truly look at what i've done and cause a new course of action i mean the same thing though with mourning so in second samuel when david hears that saul and jonathan have been killed the text tells us it says David and all the men with him took hold of their clothes and tore them. They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the army of the Lord and for the nation of Israel because they had fallen by the sword. So in this case, fasting goes along with mourning. And I think this is another really important point because as a culture, again, speaking of American culture, we kind of like to bottle things up. Mm. And the truth is we need to let it go. I mean, this is but why... But perhaps not publicly. Putting it on Facebook might not be the <laughs> therapy. No. Not, you know, not to slam anything. But I think sometimes we maybe aren't portraying and expressing our feelings in helpful ways. Right. And so we bottle them up. But then sometimes, too, we, we let them loose a little too freely because that's also disconnected. It's not the same as releasing feelings in front of a person right i mean that's like why crying can be helpful and guys listening you're like i don't cry and it's like actually your body needs to sometimes or this is why screaming or yelling not like at a person in anger but just letting it out right can be helpful i mean even we've been in raising our boys reading a lot about the psychology of boys and the importance of being able to like hit something right they say physics yeah (laughs) tangent here because i really like child (laughs) psychology but they say that Boys especially, giving them a physical outlet. So if they encounter a difficulty, giving them a safe place to jump or to punch or to hit. or and not like a person. Not, not again, violent not a someone. person. But giving them a way to physically express right. their, their feelings of disappointment or upset that something didn't go their way. It helps them recover yeah. a lot faster and normalize and then feel okay without the shame of that big feeling. Because Very interesting. Because we're integrated human beings. Right. And so fasting in that sense of mourning then is an expression by David and his men of this is how truly sorrowful mm. we are. We can't even take food. Um, it, it's, a, a again, to enter fully into the experience with your body, mind, and spirit all yeah. together. And there's something just extremely healthy about that. And again, within that space then, when mourning or repenting, fasting then is not just a full body expression, but again, it's still that space creating experience where we encounter God then in that place, that place mm-hmm. of mourning, that place of lament, that place of repentance, that place of I feel stuck, whatever it is when we fast, when we don't know the way forward, how many times people fast in order to pray and hear from God the direction, right? We mm-hmm. see that in the New Testament with the early church, like fasting in order to say i've got to make space to connect with god here whether my emotion is positive or my emotion is really painful and difficult fasting not getting god's attention but almost opening us so that we can give the attention to god to to hear and to reflect and so it it again it, it reorients it gives perspectives it makes space it helps us fully embody what we're experiencing mm-hmm. and it helps us to hear from god but then one kind of startling one that i read I, I think i read it a few months ago and then it came up for me again today 
And it's from the book of Isaiah chapter 58. And it's kind of like that Zechariah. Was it Zechariah you read earlier? Um, I believe it was. Yes. Kind of like that verse where he, he says to them in Isaiah 58, says, um, he, he's basically asking them, why are you fasting? And the people mm. are saying to him, hey, God, we fasted. Have you not noticed? And God says, on the day of your fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You can't, you cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high, right? So again, right there, it's the fast in and of itself isn't earning something. No. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? So here God is saying the type of fast God wants is because it's going to help us and lead us to the type of people God creates to be. He's like, the type of fasting is the type that leads you to live a life of justice. And I think this connects to the humility thing we were talking about earlier, where it's just a basic human truth that there is no self-made person. Mm -hmm. It's a lie. We all rely on God and other people for everything. I didn't get to choose the parents I was born to, the time I was born in, the color of my skin, the abilities I was given, the skills I was given. None of that, right? Now I have to steward that well. And we can't just, you know, we we can't make excuses. But there's a sense in which we need to recognize that everything's a gift. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things to God throughout Scripture is justice. Caring for the oppressed, for the widow, for the orphan, for the immigrant, for the person who mm. doesn't look like you, who doesn't act like you, who doesn't think like you. And so God is saying, in a sense, when we're humbled in a time of fasting to recognize, I don't, I can't provide enough for myself. My body and mind always desire more, always want more. Why? Because they're God. They desire the infinite. And that's the only place, like we are created to desire the infinite of God. Okay. Right. Sorry, just because your luck. But but things of the world can never fulfill that. There's always that hole, right? Because we're truly desiring God. We want the relationship with God. So when we fast, we sort of realize how empty some of that stuff can be so that we can connect mm-hmm. with God. And it's in that moment when we realize that everything comes from God. Mm-hmm. And if everything comes to us as a gift, then we are invited to be a gift to others. And when we fast, we recognize, oh my goodness, I can live without this or I can be without this. And there's others who don't. And I'm invited not to go into their life as the savior, but to share the same mercy, love, grace, and service that God has given to me. Mm. And so he's basically saying all these spiritual disciplines, all of it. I mean, everything we're doing at Rua Space, prayer, meditation, fasting, silence, solitude, Sabbath, all down the list. If we are not people of justice... God is like, what's the point? Mm. If we can't love the immigrant, what's the point? If we can't love our enemy, what's the point? If we can't live and love and serve the oppressed and the poor and the widow and the orphan, what's any of it matter? Because I think the purpose of these spiritual disciplines is to draw us closer to the holy presence of God. Exactly. And so and God's if, you're, if you're truly... <laughs> practicing these spiritual disciplines and whether or not you've practiced fasting before but going forward when you enter into a fast if your desire in your heart is to draw closer to the holy presence of god come to know him better then the the fruit of that is 
going to be shown in a transformation that happens out of God's grace and mercy upon your heart. And so if you're truly fasting with your eyes on Jesus and drawing close to God and understanding God's ways, it's not going to be possible to stay in your old ways of bondage or of injustice or of... because, Because then you've not drawn close to God, right? You know, it's that... We've opened up to the Holy Spirit and God is going to do God's work. Right, right. And that's so powerful um, to realize that it's not... I mean, I just can't emphasize this enough. It's not about something that's going to make you a holy person. You don't do it to earn credit with God. You don't do it to make something happen because you might do it. And it could be like our experiences with other spiritual disciplines where you enter into it and you might just be frustrated the first few times. There might not, You might not even feel something tangible. But the more we draw close to God, and it's clear in scripture that this is a method of drawing close to God and reflecting on God's presence and God's work in the world that shapes and impacts deeply. And by doing that, you can't help but be shaped because God will transform through that. Yeah. And that's a promise in scripture that when we come close to God, he doesn't forget those who call to him. He doesn't forget those or look away from those who are trying to love and serve. Absolutely. It's an acceptance of that invitation into God's presence to grow in relationship with him so the Holy Spirit can shape us into the image of God that we are created to be. And so, brothers and sisters, we invite you to fast. And we will be doing fast together later on, but we invite you to look at your life, reflect on what might you need to fast from. What thing, what place, what experience what can you fast from to create space to connect deeper with god maybe you need to fast to mourn something or repent of something maybe it's a fast so that you can uh, more healthily engage something um, so that you can become more free but we know from scripture that fasting is one of these space making experiences where when you then open yourself to God, create space for the spirit to listen, to practice prayer, meditation, Lectio Divina, scripture reading, whatever it might be during that time, we believe that you will hear God's voice, that you will connect deeper with God and God will shape you to be the beautiful creation that he made you to be. So brothers and sisters, may you fast and may you experience the blessing and connection and connection that comes when you create space for what truly matters. So until next time, grace and peace be with you.